Doug and Marty versus the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Oh, yeah, she's back. We thought she was gone, <laughs> but she's back, baby. I knew you were going to start up there. I knew Did it. I knew you know it. Your favorite I was start with Hillary, of all time. That's Hillary right. Clinton, the greatest. And her running mate, get this, brother. They've already figured out who her running mate is. It's Methuselah. <laughs> the oldest the, guy in the Bible. <laughs> the younger version, right? The younger. Oh, no. She's been around as long. No, yeah. dude, it's it's actually him. He's dead, just like she is. And, right. Um, no, I, dude, can you believe they're even, she's 77 years old, brother. You know, I graduated in 1977, so it makes, you know, I have a lot of affinity for the 77 number, but yes. she's, She's defecating on it, brother. I don't like that. Remind me if I'm, uh, you, you always do anyways. If I'm incorrect, wasn't Biden 77 when he got elected or at least when he assumed the office anyway? We both That's what they're saying. The he's no out. older. Yeah. He's no older than, she's no older than him. And she's still frisky and doing uh, impersonations of black people and stuff. Oh, so super excited. I ain't always tired. <laughs> Have you heard that that whole? Uh, I have thing? trying to do the uh, you know in the black church trying to to connect in some way. You know her husband, um, he has all his faults, even being on the pedophilia plane and so forth. But Jeffrey pedophilia Epstein, Express, yeah, exactly right, Lolita Express. Did you um, see the? He's not uh, a good man. But did you see the interview with her where they asked her how she managed to kill Jeffrey Epstein and she just laughed? No, Wickedly. I didn't. Oh, brother. Uh, I bet you did. Is it like a Kamala Harris laugh? Or is yes, this more only worse. Okay. It's okay. like the Wicked Witch of the East in uh, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you know, well, I know she's trying to diffuse it, but that laugh made me go, yeah, she actually did have him killed. <laughs> somehow so. connected to it. We, when you look at the history, we've seen so many things. Of course, you, you see so many things that are unbelievable. You start going, well, it's got to be some kind of conspiracy. Some kind of thing, but there's a there's a trail of bodies around both her husband and her back from Arkansas, and everybody that knows them, they've they they are mafia style sort of you know deep state Democrats. So and so um, we joke about it, but it's serious. You cross them in certain well, ways. Well, in, they have in case in case the Clintons are listening, that was Marty that said that Marty McClendon. <laughs> And uh, thanks, brother. I think they're totally innocent. I think they're but totally think about awesome. this. So, as we're looking at the, <laughs> at the 2024 election, but we're already talking 2022, right? Next year or this year, bottom line, this November, a big wave election, and so forth. If we do what we're supposed to do, I'm waving. I but hear you. 2024, it's going to be here before we know it. And so, you have um, Hillary, she had no energy, couldn't withstand the campaign trail against Trump, which is interesting. But then you saw the following cycle with Biden, who didn't come out of his basement, didn't do anything, and we knew the fix was in, right? So they you're thinking, okay. They don't have to campaign if they can right. just win by fraud. So um, <laughs> it, it, it is, uh, what a great way to start the second week of the first month of the year, brother. Um, but yes, yeah, I, so I did want to give an update, though. Yes. Uh, so last week, uh, you were gone. And I played the recording that we did down at Turning Point USA, but we had a big chunk of time at the beginning 
of the show. So I did the announcement about the board of health meeting that was held on mm-hmm. Wednesday this week. And I wanted to just give a little update, dude, 7,500 people. That's 7,500 people, right? Yes. To testify. So let's just say not everybody got a chance to speak. And I'm pretty certain that it was at least 7,499 against the internment camps and forcibly I didn't know there were Zuma, I didn't know there were Zuma camps that, that big, brother. I mean, I thought there was like 500 was your limit. You should, so if, if people that are well, waiting, if you're, if you're get in government you know and you know jeff bezos you can get any kind of zoom thing you want i think that's fantastic it's reminiscent of all the uh hairstylists that that crowded down to olympia when they tried to take away their independent um, well if if any of our listeners were on that god bless you thank you for doing that i mean that is an overwhelming show of force and that's that's the thing that when uh what can I mean, believe me, they backpedaled. They they had even put out stuff earlier in the week about, oh, there's misinformation about this and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. You know, the misinformation, if it was misinformation, was from them because we just said right what was on the website that was exactly on right. the agenda that said they were considering including COVID-19 in the list of diseases that Change they the could whack. get yep. law enforcement to involuntarily detain you if you didn't voluntarily do what they wanted you to do. Beyond that too, the, the wax, they're apparently 20 years old. Jim Walsh commented on this. Jim Walsh usually has a good finger on the pulse here, but the fact that they were going to bring us out of the, the scrap heap basically to add COVID to it. And in conjunction with the fact that we actually have COVID camps set up, that they're actually hiring employees to man these COVID camps um, you don't have to look very far to uh, the dots connect together. Okay, fine. You're changing the policy, the WAC, administrative code, so they can treat it like law that basically they, the health officers can act as law enforcement and use law enforcement to enforce the confinement people against their will, brother. That, that is scary. And so they didn't, they backpedaled, but they haven't changed that whack yet. No, no. The they just, they, just they, they kick it down the field. We'll do it later yep. when people, we, we got it too public. We, you know, we, we've been found out. There's also a lot of stuff uh, going on with OSPI and mm-hmm. literally legislating away any local control. There shouldn't be any reason to have a local school board. Of course, if you go to a school board meeting and testify, that means you are a domestic terrorist. You are a so, domestic terrorist, right? Uh, you know, it's like if you're white, you're obviously racist and a lot of other things. So, um, yeah, I, I see a red wave uh, waving bye-bye to the blue wave because... But before we go on this, though, you said something very important there. And this is something that we talk and encourage people to get engaged, to show up at school board meetings, show up at city council meetings. We tell them to run for office and all, all kinds of things. But this is what those in political power do. Something gets too hot for them, they'll postpone it. They'll table it for now for a later time when we're not looking. They're not changing their ways. They're just going to do it in the dark of night. We saw in the legislative session just two sessions ago, where at two o'clock in the morning, they passed the comprehensive sex education with no parental involvement, no testimony, you know, uh, and along party lines. So this is one of those things where we have to win these elections. That's why we have to expose it, but we have to remove them from office. And, Otherwise, this won't change anything. And so. we better get control of our elections back again. But, yep. you know, we still have a huge problem of people not even returning their ballots. Uh, so, you know, pick it up, fill it out, send it in, even if it's not a presidential year. 
because mm-hmm. um, these things matter and these local local issues matter. Now, of course, over here in King County, uh, Washington, we are dealing with a vaccine, basically a passport. You have mm-hmm. to show proof of vaccination to go to public accommodations such as sports events, movies, restaurants, things like that, which is a clear violation of USC 42, the commonly known as the Civil Rights Act. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I'm hoping that we can bring action against that. We've got to push back. And even if it costs us something, we still have to do it because you know people went out on a battlefield and gave the ultimate sacrifice their shed their blood so we could have these freedoms and we're not just going to roll over and give them hand them over to a you know a half-wit governor and i I, i'm giving him credit for half for the half right right uh but obviously if if he is smart he's an evil genius because he's figured out a way to get power and and this is a permanent state of emergency right because this was mm-hmm. two weeks to flatten the curve maybe three right and now it's it's two years and so mm-hmm. um yeah it's an ugly situation well anyway i i, I think on, we can come on, back to that I, but hold on quickly though just as to put a nail on this real quick like at, at in dc right now at the holocaust museum you have to show your covid papers to get in to see the museum isn't that quite the stark contrast? This literally was Nazi Germany was has to show their health papers, a Let way to, to segregate, segregate the Jews into these camps. And then, of course, incarceration and then, of course, um, the furnaces and so forth. Very terrible. The fact that they were actually requiring this to access resources, even a museum about that is really stark. That that goes back to what you and I have talked about before. And right now we pray. Pray that people's minds are open because right now it seems like they're numb. They can't see the truth and we have to get active. We have to well, show I, them. I have know? to, I have to disagree, man. 7,500 people showed up for that meeting today or this week, 7,500 te- people wanted to testify. People are awake and people are doing stuff and let's, let's do it on all of this stuff. Doug, the OSPI Doug. stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. They're there. Uh, that, that we're being divided, we're being uh, distracted. And I yep. agree, 7,500 is amazing. When you have almost 8 million people in the state of Washington, it could have been 700,000. I mean, the point is, is we're all very busy with much things. Sounds There's to me like 70, opportunity. Se- hmm? 7,500 might've been the ceiling, right? Cause that's too even of a number, right? right. So it may be that maybe their Zoom allowed 7,500. But I mean, how would you even do it? You couldn't give everybody a minute, right? No, no. You couldn't hardly give everybody a second. <laughs> you know, but the fact that they did that and and went after that, I mean, I think that thing was viral because I got I got sent that, you know, a ton, mm-hmm. you know, messenger uh, email. I got it by uh, regular message. I got it Facebook messenger. I was it's coming at me on every every platform that I frequent. Well, uh, I want to get guess, to our guest yes. because yeah. I think it ties in very uh, closely with this conversation. So I met. Uh, Carl with a K, a snooper, at a flyer uh, of, well, you could spell it with an M, I guess, if you're M.M., uh, Marl Memenden. There we go. Um, Keep on going. At any rate, uh, I met I met uh, Carl at a, a Freedom Flyer event at the SeaTac Airport uh, right around Thanksgiving, if I remember right. And, um, and he was telling me his story. Uh, he came out to our campaign kickoff, uh, which you so graciously hosted for me. Uh, 
uh, on December 7th. And, uh, and I just really want Carl to tell his story because it is infuriating and it is indicative of what we are facing uh, here in Washington state. And, you know, um, the, the, the meeting this week actually was spoken of on Tucker Carlson tonight. Glenn Beck talked about it. So the, you know, the, that what they said was very clear in that is Washington is a testing place to take this across mm-hmm. the country. And so what's happening to Carl is an outrage. It's awful. Carl's a lineman, a, 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 a lineman for uh, the community here and a mm-hmm. uh, union guy. I mean, I think, uh, you know, a solid All-American guy. And Carl, welcome to the program. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. And so, by the way, thank you for what you do, by the way, as well, because without you, man. Yeah, the lights so many are out. Of- the heat's <laughs> off. Long, cold winters coming. Yep. Yes. Long, cold winters coming. And so, and so- hey, the bubble, Dud, but my local union number is 77 also. Awesome. Well, I'd much rather have that than Hillary Clinton. Let me tell you. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is actually the gift that keeps on giving. Though, she's so. not aging oh. like fine wine, brother. I'm just saying. No, she's no Betty White. Let's put it that way. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so tell us what God happened. Re- God tell rest us what happened. Soul. Yes, yep. she made it to 99, baby. Insane. 99 Betty Whites on the wall. 90. Never mind. Um, Carl, tell us your story, man. What happened? Um, so I've been employed and. I'm going to praise the Lord that give me the words to say that I don't slander or, you know, flabber or, you know, blight anybody wrongfully. You mean, you mean like Marty? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining in on that, Carl. You know, yes, no we all got the smite button coming on our own days. So let us not be this day. Uh, so I've been employed with Seattle City Light. Um, I came up here in 07 from California when the economy crashed down there. I did my apprenticeship through them. I've given them dedicated 16 years. I've been employed with them. I've given them over anywhere from 1,000 to 1,800 hours overtime a year on top of my 2,080 of my regular hours. I've sacrificed and I've slayed and given and been loyal. Middle of the night, 2 a.m., car hits a pole, drunk guy, you know, power goes out to thousands. I get out of bed and leave my house warm, my family behind. I miss birthdays, holidays, anniversaries, everything. Um, when I was first employed with them, I was injured on the job due to negligence of somebody else and had a back injury. So for a city, I went and took the surgery they asked me to. Well, it ended up failing and caused me 12, almost 13 years of chronic pain. I still have nerve damage. Two years ago, I went and had artificial disc put in my lower back, and I cut my time off early to get back to work to support because we're short, short staffed because they mm-hmm. haven't hired. Um, so that's kind of the backstory. And it's just up uh, to Carl. I know I want to hear the rest of this too, but just for mm-hmm. a, a picture for the world or for the nation, mm-hmm. for the people listening to your line of work. Um, they're talking about in the next couple of years, a 50% shortage or more before COVID. Well, there's a little backstory to that. Um, A lot of big utilities, I'm a high voltage electrician, you know, we're called, you know, utility worker, we're journeyman lineman. That's Mm -hmm. our job. That's our title, however you want to put it, we're journeyman lineman. They have an attrition turnover of 50%, 50%, like you said, 
that's mm-hmm. been happening since the 90s. Wow. With wow. some of the larger corporations like PG&E, Southern Cal Edison, Edison Electric back in Chicago, New York, they didn't hire. And they had guys retiring. They just never brought apprentices in. And to put it in a scope for everyone out there, how elite we are, your inside wiremen, the guys just like regular electricians you call to wire up your house or change a light bulb or whatever, there's 300,000 apprentices. Apprentices. That's not mm-hmm. including journeyman linemen who talked out. Wow. In the United States alone, there's only 100,000 journeyman linemen. Wow. We're guys who are the backbone that keep this yep. country running, that bring the power from the dams where it's generated on the big transmission lines to the substation, step it down. We do it all from a nine volt to a lightning bolt. That's what we say. Um, we're the ones, you know, out there in the middle of the storms, you know, the rain, the dark, the cold, you know, uh, the firemen, they don't come rescue us. We rescue our own personnel. You know, they call us to come turn the power off when a car hits a pole or there's a building on fire. My job was as a serviceman, I work in teams of two, usually we work by ourselves, and we are the first responders. We're the first ones on scene to make the scene safe for the general public, for our crews, um, the firemen, the policemen. You are literally the definition of an essential worker. worker. It comes down to it, right? Uh, without Absolutely. power, <laughs> without us, the hospitals didn't have power. You know, they'd be yeah. on backup generators or no power at all. The doctors, grocery stores, no one runs without us. Period. Right. You know, electricity is now a necessity. It's it's no longer. Uh, it's something people just depend on, rely on so much, and they take it for granted with the light switch. So a very high demand, very unique, specialized industry with already short staff where you're breaking a thousand hours over overtime every single year, even coming back when you're uh, when you're dealing with injuries and so forth. Now, yes. this in light of that, tell us what's going on. That's, that's, this makes it even more right. This is crazy. So. It just it adds insult to injury for, for yep. sure. Um, so there's this whole COVID mandate that's come out. They said in the beginning, um, you know, you got to get vaccinated. It was a choice. You know, we all know that we were doing masking for 19 months, six foot distancing. We were doing self checks when we walked in with the thermometer on our forehead. You know, if we felt sick, we stayed home. We were doing everything of protocol verbatim. They came out as a city policy that you had to be vaccinated. It vaccinated. It was part of a multi-layer tiered system that they decided to do on top of the masking and social distancing. Uh, caveat to that is if you couldn't get it, under my situation, I have a medical ADA. I have a kidney condition. Mm-hmm. So I already have high blood pressure because of it, along with the copious amounts of caffeine, nicotine to stay awake to keep going. I'm already a detriment to my health. I don't need to add to it with the microcarditis. Mm-hmm. So I went and did my due diligence in August and I asked them, where are these exemptions? Uh, my union got involved. Where's the exemptions? They drug their feet. Uh, there was negotiations back and forth. I have all these emails and correspondence on it. Long story short is they came out with the medical exemption and the religious exemption. Mm-hmm. And I filed both um, because I am Jewish. So this hits home for me very deeply. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandfather was in Auschwitz and had tattooed. So... I was not going to participate in this one way or another. 
So yep. I did my due diligence, got my doctors fill out the form for my kidney condition, and I submitted them. They were approved. Then I thought, you know, everything's cool. This was mid-September. This was before mm -hmm. the October 18th deadline of vaccination for city employees. Okay. The October 15th, I was notified by another coworker to check my emails. I was off that day. And I said, okay, that was the Friday before the Monday we were walked out. And it states in there that we are no longer allowed to do our jobs, cannot be on property. We were stripped of all our rights. I had to turn in my ID badge, my hard keys. I was locked down my payroll, locked down my email, locked out of the city computer system. Everything is just like as if you're terminated and we're walked off the property. You're perp walked off the property as if you were fired. And even after you got approval for your exemptions. Correct. Because wow, okay. as of October 19th, they did not have a accommodation process for us. Right. Right. Um, because intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it was incompetence on their part. Um, you know, they, they knew months in advance by the number of people who turned in exemptions who would not comply and who they were going to be getting rid of, you know, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. You know, the, it, the backstory is coming to light with doing some investigation. So they never had any attempt to, or they just never wanted to accommodate us, period. Right. So why go ahead and authorize the exemptions? Furthermore, you have a city doctor reviewing my exemption, third party. So that releases all liability to my physician because they took on authorization by agreeing to it. So now it's on you guys. Okay. And so what happens next? So you walked so off next, property. Yeah. Walked off property. <clears throat> um, that was, that was kind of a, a real, real hard thing to take, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and what was kind of nice is there was 200 people outside in solidarity for us of all linemen and tree crews and things like that, that I've never seen, which was awesome. Then I sat around waiting to find out when my virtual accommodation process was going to take place. So in the letter it said that they would talk to my management and then talk to me, go back and forth. Under ADA, you're supposed to come to me with accommodations. Right. They had nothing. They asked me for my accommodations. And I gave them two reasonable accommodations that did not create an undue hardship. Mm -hmm. That followed OSHA for reducing and eliminating the hazard, followed all the RCWs, all our CBA, all our contracts, all the constitutions, and they still said, due to safety, we deny your accommodation requests. And that was it. Based on what? Of course, we all know this, but it's Based amazing. On nothing be, because right, there's no safety. Yeah. They under, you know, it's one thing with the religious, and I, I feel yeah. for those guys because. Yeah. They don't, there isn't really any financial stipulation that they can hold to. But with a medical ADA, they have to show you documented proof and financial statistics and do a cost analysis as to why this would cost us too much or be undue hardship for the employer to do so. And they haven't done that. So um, I, I want to hear more. But for our listeners out there, too, you, you work really high up in the sky working on lines, power lines, right? I, yeah, I'm assuming they're, they're not, it's, kind, it's kind of outside, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that's, you know, uh, maybe no, by yourself. Or, <laughs> yeah, and it's like uh, viruses can't live outside, right, Marty? 
Yeah, I'm thinking viruses are killed outside. I'm thinking that around a lot of electricity is probably not good for viruses too, but you're by yourself. Maybe it's you're working a, with it's a single teams. bucket, <laughs> single bucket, right? Correct. Okay. So, so I, I, uh, I you are endangering distance. the birds then? Or are you endangering the, the well, birds? Well, they had their little spiel about, well, what happens if the general public comes up and talks to you? Yeah. Well, uh, when was that last time that happened? Mask. So, yeah, you know, it's like, I just tell them six of it, six foot baby. Cause I got my, I got my six foot stick and I, you know, hold it out, you know, stand and, back. Or, or just you give know. them a pretzel and a cup of coffee. Cause the virus can't get past that. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. That's October. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, October. And you so met now this, in is November. The, this is the, so when you first get basically taken out of your job, mm-hmm. they make you take vacation, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the other kicker. Correct. We, uh, under the memorandum of understanding MOU through our collective bargaining agreement through our union and the city of labor, they were supposed to put us on paid administrative leave because oh. of their, their incompetence and they were didn't have an accommodation process. That's their fault. Not it's their fault. Right. right. And they turned around and penalized us and said, A, you couldn't use your sick leave, even though this is a virus and we're going out if you're sick, because you're not <laughs> retiring. So you can't burn any of that because they don't want to pay it out. Right. But you could burn up your PTO, your vacation, your comp time. They forced me to use it up. And if you didn't have enough by the time they put you on administrative leave, you went on unpaid deduct. You just didn't get a paycheck. I had four days left of vacation when I finally got a hold of them on November 29th and said, stop the accommodation process and put me in for separation and put me on administrative leave. Otherwise, I, I couldn't even collect my own employment because I'm not terminated. I'm not laid off. Right. You're in, in limbo. limbo. Yeah. And but taking isn't your that own part of it, though? I mean, they, they don't want to give unemployment. I mean, that's what I'm hearing. Correct. That, that is correct. If you're filed, we have a few people who are, are talking to um, the EDC and the EOC on that um, about collecting because it is mm-hmm. covid uh, if you have an exemption, you know, religious or medical, I think it's all different, but that's the thing is they're trying to starve us out. And the other thing is, as long as I'm employed still on paid administrative leave, even though I'm not physically at work, I can't go work somewhere else. Right. Because right. in our union contract, in our bylaws and constitution, even if I'm on vacation, I'm still getting paid a retirement and pension. I can't go work somewhere else because I'm still employed. Mm-hmm. So until I'm terminated, I can't even go sign the our union hall books to go to work until I'm terminated. See, even this, though I was on my own time. This is like like double taxation. This is double penalty. They're penalizing right. you for sticking to your values or your medical exemption. Absolutely. And for them to and so they go, no, no, we're gonna fire you and then remove these benefits that you earned. Uh, away Absolutely. from you, and so yeah, this is we know it's unconstitutional. We know that it's it, it's abuse of power. Um, what is next? I know you, you have, obviously you've put in for termination, right? This, uh, this so is wrong. Is there a lawsuit in the wings? All right. What's going on there? There, I don't want to speak publicly yeah. too much. Um, but we are looking into first steps of intent to file with the EOC. Cause you have to contact them first and get the right to sue because they have to get involved and talk to an employer and see if they can resolve it through mediation and stuff so on and so forth. I do have a claim with them and I have a claim with the Seattle Office of Civil Rights for discrimination Okay. Um, at this point. 
we all know it's just going to be a matter of time for the courts to uphold one case for it to be case law and then yep. let the floodgates open. Yeah, this park, is park, this, park the seas. This is the hard part. I'm glad. I'm thank you for fighting. Obviously, you you have somewhat of the means to fight, and you have a unique position, and your story is is terrible. But at the same time, it, it resonates with people. Um, this is what the government does, though. They use our money to bury those that would fight back. That's why it's great that we see people stepping up uh, in bad situations like this, but you're going to lead the way uh, like many others that are pushing back. And like you said, one case, one case will be like the domino that starts this whole fact that uh, really um, hopefully will hold them accountable and you'll get some restitution you know, out of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know, it, it's going to be a long process and we're aware of that the other thing is like with Boeing, Boeing's one of the largest employers in Washington state. Mm-hmm. The reason why I think City of Seattle or my department is steamrolling this so much and they have the freight train at full steam, they can't slow it down, is there's only 40 to 45 of us. And they start coming out of the woodwork. There's more and more people coming out saying, hey, I was terminated out at Boundary above Spokane at our mm-hmm. dams. Our infrastructure is already in severe, drastic shape. And now out of, let's say, eight operators out at the dam, they're down to three. Which is a FERC violation, and FERC doesn't yeah. even get involved. The federal government doesn't care. So I'm going to segue and come back to you here. Um, just this week, the, the just on Wednesday, the story came out from Kittitas County. Kittitas County uh, had prepared for the snowy passes. So the Department of Transportation had fired a bunch of people for not taking the COVID vaccine. Same, similar boat, not as highly skilled as you are, but they didn't replace them. So they made a deal with Kittitas County that if they needed help, they would assist them from a county level to plow the road. So, well, this last weekend, there was um, three days where they were um, the, the passes were closed. Too much snow. Kittitas County offered to assist and the Department of Transportation turned them down because wow. Kittitas County didn't enforce their vaccine mandate. So all the transportation across the passes <laughs> were blocked for three days. They didn't have the resources or the people or the workers to actually clear the passes. That's a small example for, first of all, the arrogance of Jay Inslee and the Democrat Party right now. But because Kittitas didn't play ball with their own employees, they denied the help. Can you imagine what's going to happen in your case where there's a, a reduced number of linemen, the power goes out, what are they going to say? Well, we can't have anybody sub for you if they haven't been vaccinated. That's, well, that's, like, that, that's yeah. actually, you're not wrong because in that policy, in that MOU, any contractors that the city wants to bring in has to be vaccinated to be on their property and be in King County. Now, you guys brought it up earlier that you can get a 72-hour clear test and go to a restaurant, go to a ball game, everything else. Why can't I go get a test on my own accord on Saturday, a negative test, walk into my supervisor Monday morning and say, here I am, I'm negative, good to go. They said, no, it's not in our policy. We won't allow testing. And and that's that. Well, yet- we know in this state, it's that most of the, even the CDC guidelines was either the vaccine or testing. In our state, we said no, vaccine only. Because it's not about um, being safe or not being non-symptomatic. This is all about control. Yep, go ahead. So. And, and so the insulting thing about that is it's just city of Seattle, King County, so King County Metro, but to our brothers to the north, Snohomish County PUD, our safety guy at Seattle left and set up Snohomish County PUDs testing for them for weekly testing for their employees. To the <sighs> south, Tacoma, 
our other utility. PSC in King County allows testing of their employees, just not Seattle. And out of that, like you're correct, the plow drivers were let go out of 400 uh, Washington State Department of Transportation workers. On top of that, 200 SDOT, Seattle Department of Transportation traffic signal guys were let go. 200 King County Metro, so the buses and the trolley workers were let go. And countless numbers of firemen and police for the city of Seattle. So they come and they're telling everyone that, hey, we're fine. We got to cover. We got enough personnel. But yet you have a reduction in force. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, well, now you unvaccinated. And we're keeping records of this since us unvaccinated. Forgive me for what I'm about to say for my heritage. But us diseased animals, as they called us Jews, mm-hmm. were removed on 18th of October. Since then, to this day, they've had over 40 cases of COVID mm-hmm. of vaccinated people. So why aren't they losing their jobs? My uh, my wife works for the Department of Illinois. So I'll just say that much for for, for sure. And um, nobody that's non-vaccinated is on campus. Of course, we're doing a lot of remote stuff. Same thing though. The <laughs> so like ninety percent are vaccinated, right? And now they're all having outbreaks of COVID among the vaccinated. Of course, we know this, um, but they they don't deal with that. They're still focused on those that are unvaccinated and terminated. It's almost like a Planned reduction in workforce for a purpose. When you think about a reduction in police force, we have higher crime. When you see a reduction in plow workers, we have um, clogged transportation. Uh, A a grid or electric grid, electric power that sees more and more problems. It it, it really seems to be, first of all, incompetence or is it orchestrated? And we're starting to see it maybe orchestrated. Yep. Yep. You know, I was never a conspiracy theorist. You know, mm-hmm. I, I grew up reading Tom Clancy's and stuff like that. And, right. you know, it, there's there's some truth. My, uh, well, my the Cla- everybody loves a good Clancy conspiracy. We didn't <laughs> expect the conspiracies to be real. Right. Well, well, you know, Glenn Black isn't far with, you know, the, you know, what was it? The, what's this book that just came out? The Great um, Reset. Restart. You know, yep. and I have family members. My father and my grandfather were high up in the military. So I know there's there's secrets out there that you know they don't want out. Period. Right. It's not far fetched now. We're seeing it. It is orchestrated. It is a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know to get the. I mean, just look at the grocery stores because they shut down the pass, east west corridor for main artery for goods. Just go to any grocery store and look at how empty the shelves are. Mm-hmm. Just for three days. At the national level, 7% uh, uh, inflation rate, highest since 1982. Locally, it's getting worse. If you can't get goods, people panic. Yeah. You know, they're already in uh, in fear mode with all the, the threat of this Omicron or whatever it may be. And they're and dividing, literally dividing people that yeah. are too, too afraid to think straight, literally. And they, they focus the blame on those that are trying to ask questions. Hey, I, look, I have a medical condition. I can't do this. You know, yeah. why can't I work? I've been working before this, you know, and we've you talked about you. my exemption yeah. this whole time right. I've been employed without your knowledge. There you go. Right. Yeah. So what's changed one day I'm, I go from essential to expendable. Well, it's, it's the, the story of Seattle area nurses and nationwide yes. as well, um, where they worked all through the pandemic in 2020, unvaccinated, taking mm-hmm. care of COVID positive patients taking care of it, new protocol. Then they have uh, forced a vaccine mandate on them, fire a bunch of them. Now they're short-staffed. They're short-staffed, and now they're mandating their COVID-positive nurses to work while they're COVID-positive. And symptomatic. Same with Seattle PD. 
that's just it. You think if that you're you asymptomatic, you can go work. Yeah, it, it, it is uh, absolutely insane that you, you you could have this happen. If if you and know it, you have COVID, yes, and you go to work yes. and you're asymptomatic, you can transmit COVID to others. Oh, you yes. can. Yeah, I'm just I, I. This is something that <laughs> I I don't know if I just found this out or if logic just told me to tell to say that. I mean, where is the um, where's the outrage? Where's the well, anger? When are we when are we gonna stop allowing this? You know, uh the 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 constitution, I mean, I'm not the constitution, the declaration of independence says that the govern our govern that that the government just receives its authority from the consent of, of the, the governed, governed correct? Yeah, correct? And Jay Inslee last year in uh, 20 uh 20 said, Well, they gave me their consent with their compliance because mm-hmm. they did it. Absolutely. And and so when we when we stop complying, we stop consenting. Yep. So you you haven't complied. You're still non-compliant. You're you're Absolutely. one of those you're one of those people. <laughs> I'll call um, you bad names, man. Come on. <laughs> right? <laughs> unmasked and unafraid. Unafraid. And you're a uh we'll decide. Yeah, yes. we'll decide. So um unfortunately but, our viewers can't see that Doug and I have been talking about for years now for at least a couple years now about this is the time of courage and and we talked about that every generation it costs us something to pass on the freedoms and we've seen this overt openly unmasked sort of hatred of all of our traditional values America and then is tyrannical takeover uh, through this fear-mongering of this this virus whatever it may be Um, our beliefs have been at onslaughted for the past 20 years with you know um having to accept everybody's opinion of everything Mm -hmm. you know everything from you know heterosexual marriage to you know um your gender to Mm -hmm. everything you know when you start chipping away at truth and there's no absolute truth that you got your own truth um chip away at the role of a father in a home breaking down families breaking down removing values in in nature culture as well removing out or moving law enforcement we've we've talked about this multiple times you're right it's been a systematic attack on the fundamental values that made this nation great so i'm at i'm at but what i'm saying is doug here quickly is it's gonna cost us something it's costing carl something right now it's costing yeah Absolutely. So I'm at, I'm at Staples today getting a new uh, laptop for my assistant and um, people are just walking out with stuff, dude. This, the, the, the things going off, everybody knows they're leaving with these things. And, and I, I, I said to the, you know, lady that was helping me with my computer and the cashier, I said, they didn't, nobody taught them about the 10 commandments. Thou shall not steal. They weren't raised. You know, and they're like, we can't do anything. If we even try to stop them, we'll be fired. We don't right. call the cops because the cops don't come. I said, yeah. you're not going to have a job because when your store becomes unprofitable due to shrink, they're going to close it. And you guys are mm-hmm. all going to be out of work. So um, this is an interesting time to be alive. And and how do we how do we battle that? Mm, well, I don't I don't think more lawlessness helps it. Let me ask you this, Carl. Do you have other uh, coworkers, friends, and situation? Do you talk to them? I do. I, I do, and we actually have. Um, I don't know if you guys know about. You probably do. Being in, in, in real single app, 
So we can have a lot of people on there where text message are limited. And we have 45 people just from the city department and growing. That's between us who have been non-compliant at 100% and are being terminated to those who were coerced and got to shop out of fear and kept mm -hmm. their job and went back to work. So it, it continues to grow as people get the word out. And um, as you said, you know, where do we draw the line? This was the line in the sand for me, period. You know, it, it's such an uh, abomination and unfathomable attack on my civil liberties. And I have an eight-year-old daughter. If I don't stand up and fight, she will know the liberties she had that mm -hmm. would be gone. And like I said, freedom's only one generation away. And I never realized how true that was until now. This is our generation to fight to keep it because if we don't, it's gone. Mm -hmm. 100%. That's why we're here. Every every week we're here, but it really is the fight is now. And we've been talking about it. It's not hyperbole. We've talked about it. it's a spiritual warfare. It's a cultural warfare. It's a political warfare, but it really is being fought out for our very values. If our kids want to experience any sort of freedom we had, the opportunities we had, uh, whether it be a lineman or a computer programmer or, uh, you know, a rock star like Doug, you know, um, they won't be there unless we fight for it. And these, this is what's under assault. And, and like you we, said, it's, yeah. it's not against the mandate. I, it, yeah. it, I know it didn't do this for a flu shot or anything. Right. It's, it's a human rights issue. And you said you open your minds. It, it goes deeper than that. As a spiritual level, it's open your hearts. People have gotten, so dark in their heart mm -hmm. and that they're beat down. So they don't stand up their job scared. Like Doug was saying, people at Staples, they don't want to lose their job because they got injured trying to stop somebody from leaving and cause the company, you know, and I claim. So then they don't do anything. Everyone turns a mm -hmm. blind eye. And then ultimately loses their job because they don't do anything. Right. It's, it's, it's yeah. So yeah. it's either way, like damn, if you do, damn, if you don't. I, th I think there's, we've talked a separate subject, but when you get numb to things, when, when they, yeah. when the left proposes an idea, like changing the um, uh, definition of marriage or they, they, they floated out there. Doug talked about a year and years ago, California floated the idea of legalizing prostitution. Now it's in the yeah. mainstream conversation, like doing this, right? A lot of this is getting us numb, right? Uh, making it more normalized and then proposing this, like it's not so outlandish anymore and then pushing it down our throat. So it's, it's like this, the frog in a boiling pot. That's yeah, what we're dealing I with right now. think, I think we're at the breaking point. Yep. I think we are there uh, again, just seeing the, the outrage of, you know, possibly being confined because you didn't voluntary, you know, if they have the threat of violence and the threat of internment and all that stuff, even if you did act, it's not voluntary. It's like, mm -hmm. if you don't voluntarily do this, we're going to involuntarily confine you. That's not voluntary. That's coercion. Yep. Um, you know, there is one bright spot in all of this, though, and that is Marty used the word hyperbola, and he knew what it meant, and I don't, and he <laughs> didn't stumble over it when he said it. So if, if I know if that word nothing, very well, brothers. If, do I'm, you? I'm around okay. you all the time. So. Well, <laughs> it's a good thing that you know what that means because I wrote it down, and I and see I have it on a little sticky note, and I was like, <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So, um, you know, desperate times means Marty's got a dictionary and he's learning to, to communicate more effectively. And, and I'm going to try that. Thesaurus, right? Come on. Yeah. A thesaurus. You, there's yeah. two oh, wow. words in right? the same <laughs> program that are like, wow. Does anybody actually use one anymore? But uh, those are Oh, fantastic. yeah, dude. I got yeah. one on my desk. 
but that's go. I'm in advertising. <laughs> you got to have one. But um, no, I'm I'm. This is um, first of all, you know, the fact that you do a job that's a tough job and it's a dangerous job, and 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 you do it well, and you're 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 good at it, and you you know you're serving the people, the serving the public. Um, you know, Mike Rowe says you're the people that keeps, you know, keeps America running. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like electricians and plumbers and linemen and and engineers and stuff like that, that go run the trains and people that do that, you know, uh, that that's, that's, that's how everything works. That's why grocery store shelves and things are getting thin. That's Mm -hmm. why you go to the hospital and you had, you sit in the, uh, the emergency room for, you know, like two days before anybody looks at you because there's no healthcare workers. That's how America works. It's not all the glamorous jobs of CNN or ACN or any of these other media outlets. And, um, and so there is going to, something's going to happen. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting. I, uh, it's so funny because my, um, my, my friend, Troy Green, a friend of ours, Mm -hmm. he says he's been, he's been praying for people lately and he's been getting, songs he'll hear he'll hear like classic rock songs and he said i want to start calling myself the rock and roll prophet and i said i said oh i've got your theme song it's all part of my rock and roll prophecy so i'm gonna (laughs) prophesy that this thing's gonna stop and that we're gonna have revival in seattle we're gonna have revival across uh, the country of freedom of people saying no I mean, Americans are kind of stubborn a-holes, right? We kind of are that anyway. <laughs> Leave and, me alone. And I'll we, do my own thing, you know, right? and we, yeah. but you know, but we're nice. We're nice people mm-hmm. and we're going to give people the benefit of the doubt. But the benefit of the doubt is, is wearing thin 20 months later, right? 21 months yep. later, it's wearing yep. thin. There's no, there's now there's a lot, a lot of doubt and I'm, and you're benefiting from it and I'm not going to take it anymore. And so we want to honor you, Carl, because yes. you're saying, I don't care what the consequence is. I'm not taking that. I'm not there's, doing that. I love the fact that it's, there's a right and they're wrong. You know, which one it is. And you also know that you have a daughter watching you and it's for her sake too, not just your own, that you're making these decisions. Yeah. Which is the way it is. And I think you're on the, onto it, Doug, because a lot more people are waking up to this I know a lot of people who were, you know, left wing, diehard Democrats, and they're like, hey, this isn't the party I voted for. You know, the guys mm-hmm. are just, just out there, you know. Um, well, when things get revealed, you see, that's correct, the thing. Correct. They can talk and, all they and it's want. It's coming to light. And it, mm-hmm. it's coming to light. More truths are coming out about this. Now the CDC saying, oh, well, the vaccines didn't work the way we wanted to. You can get vaccinated and still transmit it. Mm-hmm. So still get it. My, 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 da- my daughter. My, 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 my 30 something year old daughter, my middle daughter and her, Mm -hmm. uh, husband, they just got married back in uh, October. So yay. I was happy. I got, finally got another boy, Marty. And, um, uh, and he's full grown and rides motorcycles. So, you know, I love him. And, um, but he and her both double vax, both down today with COVID. So you're, Mm -hmm. you're okay. So, well, you know, it could have been worse. Well, it's pretty bad. They're not happy yeah. about it. You know, I, I had COVID and eating was a real problem because everything <laughs> tasted like eating your own beard. You know, it yeah. was just not good. And <laughs> what's that like? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's uh, just imagine 
just eating a mouthful of dirt. And that's the way pizza tastes, right? One of the, so, one of the things Doug quotes all the time is a friend of ours, a politician friend of ours, said that showing up to a meeting is not getting involved, right? Being aware and being angry is still not getting involved. It still takes citizens like the 1,700 people showing up for the, the meeting to protest. It takes people like yourself saying, no, I won't do it and speaking out. It takes Doug and I on the radio, but it, it takes everybody listening, showing those up. ranks are growing. Yes. More and more so. And my neighbor, you know, he works for King County Metro, uh, 32 years, dedicated. Wow. He got COVID. He's got both vaccinations. He has the antibodies. He has the T cells in his bone marrow. He went and got tested. So he has the gold standard that they call mm -hmm. for. But they're going to make him get the booster anyways. And if you don't get the booster, then you're no different than the situation I'm in. You're yep. unvaccinated. Yep. It never, so it this, never this ends. You get you give them what they want. Everybody. Yeah, you it, Carl, you hit the nail on the head. It never ends. No, you, mm -hmm. just do this and everything will be okay. Didn't they say that? Just just yeah. get the just, shot just and this. we'll go back to normal and you can quit wearing the mask. We had the mask off for like 20 minutes. It's right? a lie. It and then it was like, lie. well, we don't care if you've been vaccinated or not. You wear the stinking mask and the mask doesn't work. The, the virus is five microns and the holes in the mask are 25 yep. microns. Yep. So it's like keeping out mosquitoes with a Did chain link fence. The yeah. NCAA came out just on Wednesday and said, you know what? Natural immunity. If any player has had COVID, they got natural immunity. That's good enough for us. Amazing. Wow. You know what? Two years later, you know, they're Fauci probably. Because <laughs> Fauci says he doesn't know anything. We don't have enough research about natural immunity and antibodies. Well, yeah, but a, here, but a, a, a collegiate uh, system, national uh, NCAA is saying, no, no, we're missing too much money. Have people missing games. We need to go out yeah. and play. Well, yeah, there's definitely financial money. aspect in it. You know, and I was, I was talking to somebody, remember how they used to disinfect all the surfaces all the time, uh -huh. right? You'd go, you'd, uh -huh. you'd get a shopping cart at the store, they'd spray it off with Lysol or whatever they use. And, and they don't do that no more, right? Why? Well, because it doesn't go on surfaces. No, didn't that didn't change. It's just financial. It's like stupid. Yeah. I, and the thing is, they don't have enough people to ring you out at the cash register. How are they going to have anybody right. to, to, you know, because people are get, losing their jobs. And um, yeah, this is this is uh, going to get uh, ugly. And it's not going to get ugly for us. It's going to get ugly for them. For them, right. Hey, um, Doug. I would be remiss and our listeners would hate us. Well, they would never hate us because they <laughs> me, you know, but, um, but we have a lineman on our show. We're talking yes. about COVID and fire and all kinds of stuff, but you and I have done many programs over the years about the electric grid, about how vulnerable we are, about how old our systems are. Here's an expert. Are, on are the our systems old Carl's? Uh, talk about this are, you I know mean, what, you, is want, it real? you want the, the god's honest truth yes let's put it this way i was replacing poles from 1920 still in 2020 a hundred I mean, year old poles poles because they just the system's that bad it, it it really is and then with the solar flares and everything else like I was saying, up at the dams, we have to have X amount of operators in order to operate. Mm -hmm. Say eight people. They're down to three. If those two guys get COVID, that leaves one person to run your hydro facility. I believe that's a 9-11 security risk. 
You're talking yeah. Spokane downstream if that dam fails or something happens because you don't have personnel. It, it, it's bad. The my, dams are crumbling, infrastructure. Look, my, just look at California with the fires with PG. Yep. My okay, brother worked at, at Wells Dam. My dad worked at Rocky Reach, Rock Island, yeah. and Grand yeah. Coulee, yeah. you know, yeah, their powerhouse. Yeah, there so we're go. very familiar with it. And then we have the left trying to remove the Lower Snake River Dam, which doesn't make no sense. But this is great like clean the power. out in the right? Olympics, you know. Right. So, um, and, and they don't want, they want to get rid of fossil fuels, you know, and electric cars and all this nature. But yet you're tearing down to hydro, which is the most efficient, you know, because mm -hmm. wind power, solar power, it only goes so far. You have to build those infrastructures close to it because you don't have a storage capacity. Mm -hmm. for that it has to be used instantaneously so right whereas the the dams can have re reservoirs they have like banks lake right. which is a reservoir for the dams they can in time when they have less water flow and, like, i find it yeah. funny you see these teslas with the guys ran out of juice so he's on the side of the road with a gasoline generator charged in his car so it's just <laughs> I've never seen that, but boy, if I did, I would oh, definitely I have, stop I and have. get a selfie with them. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, dude, can I get a selfie? Yeah, yeah no, the infrastructure is as bad as they said, like PGE uh investor owned guys, they investor owned utilities are bad. Um, public utilities are a little bit better because it's owned by the city, it's owned by the people. We take a little more pride. Investor owned, they don't care. It's band-aid fixes. As long as the meter is spinning to make revenue for their investors, that's all they care about. So, Without being weird, and you know, it, we we talked about EMP blasts, that kind of stuff. Is that something that really that we're we're, we're yes. toast? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, these smart meters and you know, five G, mm -hmm. it's it's legit. You yeah. know, we we've had training at work for five G, even have to have personnel personal alert monitors. Whenever we go up near any of the cell sites because of the low radiation from it and right. the hazards of 5G. And now where is your phone? What is everything else? You know, you put it to your head, put it in your pocket, you know, it, it, it damages your so much. It, it's, it's legit. It's no different than low wave radiation microwave dish. All right. Wow. Since you are fighting to not but the question I have family yeah. and your freedom. Marty's not going to ask this question, but I'm going to ask Go this ahead. question because I know Marty is concerned about it. Will it make you lose your hair? Because Marty has cool <laughs> hair and he doesn't. Is 5G a, a cause of baldness, brother? You're not going <laughs> to well, answer it, that, it, are they you? They lower your testosterone, so maybe. Oh, dang. Well, Marty <laughs> needs his testosterone lowered. You, you uh, put your phone in one of those, you know, little sleeves, you know, put the tinfoil sleeve on it. Yeah, oh, well, gosh, and I put yeah. tinfoil hat on, Marty. You won't lose your hair, brother. <laughs> there we go. Because you there have cool go. hair. You so. know, I can't, you know, we'll go down that road anyway. But, uh, you know, this is obviously you're fighting for your job. You're fighting for your future and for right. what we're at. The mandate is the media thing. But you're doing a job that we need. And like you said, if you were king of the world for, for a day, how would you fix, you know, make sure our infrastructure, at least our, our grid, was more safe? Well, what could you do? You know, the biggest thing is, you know, they have this infrastructure packet that, you know, they've, in Washington, D.C., they've put together. Mm -hmm. How many times have we seen the funds not allocated correctly? That's, mm -hmm. that would be the key. Make sure that these utilities were able to hire people, that the skills were there, that kids got into trades more, push mm -hmm. that direction. I mean, even, even to this day, it's not even hands on the ground because we're using drones now. 
for flying for inspection. Correct. The drones can fly in closer right. than we can. But okay. these kids, it's technical technology. Yeah. And a lot of departments, a lot of cities, a lot of infrastructure is still running out of the Stone Age. Like Seattle, where I'm at, mm -hmm. nothing interfaces. Most cities are automated with their switching from their control center. So they don't even need people. If there's a power outage, they can flip switches and it saves time, gets customers back on. Rerouted or whatever, can. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. See, well, I you can... know, um, now that you've scared the crap out of us, uh, we're going to have to <laughs> shut it down. But Carl... Let's get him back. Come on. <laughs> Carl Stoper, thank you so much for, you know, all the stuff that you're doing to... Uh, Thanks, guys. You know, to stand up for our rights. And in addition to, you know, helping us keep our grid which is obviously a hundred years out of date, uh, working. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you could just figure out how to fix the Democrat party, we'd really like you. Anyway, that's it for the day. We got to go. This is Doug Tassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. God bless you. <laughs>